Hey guys, before today's episode of the podcast, I want you to text me 212-931-5731. If you don't, you're missing out. I'm putting all my eggs in the fucking text basket. 212-931-5731. This is the Gary V Audio Experience. This is super duper fun for me. Obviously, I, I, I'm in a point in my life where I get the great luxury of going around the world and speaking and visiting all sorts of great places, but to be back where I grew up feels fucking amazing. I was, I was doing some photos and like, even like the people I just took photos with, it was just like, I'm like, this is fucking Jersey. You know, like, it's a different flavor and I'm really excited to be here. So, let's go right into it. I wanna talk about um, a bunch of, a bunch of different stuff. Uh, I've allocated some time for Q&A, so we'll line up for that at some point. But really, what's really interesting, actually, right before, two seconds before I took the stage, a gentleman grabbed me. Um, when I spoke in Nashville, we did like a consulting session thing beforehand, so I got like two hours with different people. And um, he just grabbed me and he's like, hey, I just want you to know, I know you gotta take stage right now, but I took your advice and I quit my job, but I also moved back to San Diego to do it, and I decided to pursue happiness over money. And it really hit me. Obviously, you know, when you go on stage, getting something that feels that nice right before you go on, between being back home and hearing something like that, it's got me in a really interesting mindset. We also had a really interesting drive from my office here for the last hour with me and my team, just talking about a lot of different stuff, stuff that continues to populate into my mind, and most of all, to be very frank with everybody here, when I think about why would you be here today, Damon, me, different things of that nature, like what, what made you decide to spend money and more importantly, be frank, spend time to decide to come to this, you know, I, I think the thing that has allowed me to have a successful speaking career is I'm desperate and I'm desperate as I stand up here right now, I'm desperate to bring the most value while I'm on stage. I'm not interested in, uh, listen, I'm super fucking capable to get mine without getting anything from anybody in this room. I know what I'm doing on the business front. What I'm worried about is why are you here and how through the fact that you're actually here and not watching this on video on YouTube from it's just the right moment based on what happened this week. You know, to me it's the same game. The biggest compliment that I get on social media is when somebody's trying to dog me by leaving a comment of, yo, fuck this guy, he says the same shit. And, and I read that and I'm like, that's exactly right, motherfucker. <laughs> I have no fucking interest in making up shit for likes. I'm gonna say the same shit till the end. I'm just waiting for you to be ready to fucking hear it. Yes. My friends, it's uncomfortably simple out there, which means it's ridiculously complicated. What I mean by that is, it's no different. What I'm gonna talk to you about, whether it's life or business right now, is really no different than if if this was a health conference. I would come and they would say, how do we get healthier? And I would stand up here and I would say, I'd like you to eat better and I'd like you to exercise every day. And I would say, thank you very much and I'm out. That's actually the answer. But we don't wanna hear it. We'd rather buy $29 fucking apple vinegar shit. (laughs) 
we'd rather buy some fucking thing that fucking tightens your waist <laughs> and performance enhancement drugs and fucking ass implants and all this other shit. <laughs> the reality is it's super simple. If for some way through a joke or an analogy or a conversation here today or an answer to a question, I can get you to start the process of genuinely being able to handle judgment because you finally are exhausted, exhausted of living your life based on other people's opinions, including Stranger Pants 96 and your mom, those two extremes. <laughs> the, and listen, I know, how many of you here consume my content? Thank you, so for the ones that do, you know, my example is the anonymous comment from Sally Pants 49 or Rick Face or Jumpman 36. So it's the two extremes. It's you don't do things because somebody says you're ugly or you're stupid in a comment and you have no idea who they are and they're hiding between an avatar and some bullshit name over here all the way to your mom. That. That's what I spend all my time on. From this person to that person, why is that dictating you? This one makes a lot of sense to me. Ironically, that one makes a lot of sense to me. You all went through high school. You all lived life trying to do shit to impress other people. And we still do it at scale. The only thing, listen, I'm not out here living my life trying to convince people how to make money like me because making money is a talent like singing and playing sports. Some people are better at it than others. Can it be taught? Of course it can be taught. You can always be better at something than you were at a starting point. I can be better at dancing and singing and basketball, but I'm not fucking gonna be LeBron or Beyonce. Do I think people can go from the kind of person that can have a $40,000 a year business to a $3 million a year business? Yes, I do. Do I think the person that has the natural skill of a $40,000 a year business can make 45 million a year? No, I do not. Do I think that we completely need to recalibrate our relationship with what success looks like? Yes, I do. Like, we're out here talking about making a million dollars a year as the entry point to balling when the 1% of Americans' top earners start at 440,000 a year. If you make $440,000 a year in here, you are in the 1% earners in America, one of the richest countries in the world. We're fucking confused, my friends. There's people in here that are 29 that, are, that think their life's fucking over next year because they're gonna turn 30 and they don't have their shit figured out. There's fucking 88 year olds running around Jersey that haven't fucking figured out their life. I don't know what miraculous situation of my parents having sex at the right moment, me being born in the Soviet Union, me growing up in Edison and working in a liquor store in Springfield, but I'm telling you right now, whatever those dynamics were, I sit here back home with an amazing amount of gratitude to my perspective. Forget about anything else I've got going on, I'm trying to spend the rest of my life to articulate my perspective so that you can debate it against yours. I'm not trying to have you have my perspective, I'm just trying, I don't think, by the way, I don't think I'm right. I don't think I'm right. I don't think I've earned the ability to tell anybody anything. I think if I disappear tomorrow on some tragic accident, I trend on Twitter for a half a day and then everybody moves on with their lives. Like, I get it, but I'm telling you, if you're fucking here today, please hear me. 
I can give you every tactic on LinkedIn and TikTok and Facebook and email and text. I can give it to you. You keep watching what I, listen, you wanna have business success? Watch what I do for the rest of my life publicly. Copy it verbatim, but then put in your shit in it. And I promise you, you'll be successful. Cause I'm fucking really good at my shit. That, my friends, is not the interesting part. The interesting part is, why can I do what I do? Why am I not scared to make content on TikTok when it's all teenage people, right? Why am I willing to spend a ton of time having a ton of different shit going on, and if something fails, I don't give a fuck? I have VaynerMedia, I have VaynerSports, I have empathy, I have a million things going on. Inevitably, some of those things are gonna fail. Things that shouldn't fail but they're going to, when you have 87 things, you're not gonna go 87 and oh. My ability to deal with your judgment when I go 70 and 13 is my strength. Why are you only doing one thing? Why don't you do shit? Because you're fucking scared. The question is why? Like, I'm just trying to get to why. Like, who? Like, who's gonna cast judgment? My friends, every person here that's not 100% happy, including myself, is not doing something because of judgment of somebody else. 100. That's the fucking game. More importantly, how do you start chipping away in a world where you were parented or your environment made you that way? How do you chip away? Here's how. You storytell. That is the responsibility and almost the way I feel I live. I have figured out over the last decade or two, really actually half decade to a decade, oh, I have gift for gab. Same reason I could sell, same reason, oh, I'm a good storyteller, so I'm gonna give you stories. Why do I put out those analogies, those clips saying the same shit? Because there's only 15 truths. I just have to say them a million different ways to catch you at the right time with the right slang on the right platform at the right moment. I appreciate you too. I appreciate you too. That's what leads me to stories like, you know how in high school you were worried about your zit and fuck, I used to be scared as shit when I had a zit. I was like, fuck, I don't wanna go to fucking school. What I learned through life was nobody gave a fuck about my zit, they were worried about their zit. The number, why do I tell that story? Because right now, People here are in debt or can't do something because they're just staying above ground, but that's because they bought a house that was too expensive, not using rooms in that house, and they don't have the humility to sell that house and go back to rent because they don't want their friend from high school or their grandma to judge them because we manifested that you have to own a home. And if you did, and now you're not just staying above water and you sold that home and moved into a shittier neighborhood or a smaller house or rented, now your actual life can open up. But no, the ideology of owning a home and the inability to take a step backwards to take three steps forward is gonna make you unhappy till the end. Come on, From the extreme of getting somebody in here this evening to go home and sell their fucking house to getting, to getting, to getting one of you to not buy a pair of off-whites that you can't afford 
in those two extremes are no different than fucking Sally Pants 98 to your mom. This is a game of the edges. This is a game of the edges. Everybody's focused in the middle. 90%, 95%, 99% of the shit you think about and you consume is in the middle so you don't pay attention to the edges. This is a fucking game of the edges. Once you get your relationship down with the seven fucking people that matter the most in your life and actually get to the place of saying, I love you, but fuck you. And once you get to that same relationship over here, which is super simple, I'm not sure I even know you and fuck you. That's the game. Now, don't confuse fuck you. Let me explain what I mean. I roll with empathy and compassion and sympathy. This isn't fuck you for hate. This is I'm not willing to live my life under your judgment of what life is. Because eventually, let me tell you the biggest mistake people make that I've observed through the millions of interactions over the last decade that I consume. There are people right now that are living their life still in their 40s and 50s based on the opinion of their parents. They think they're doing the right thing because they fucking actually love their parents. I get it. I love my parents so uncomfortably much, it scares me. But they live it because they're appeasing lawyer, two kids, living in this area, doing this job, don't take risks because we told you not to, we came from a generation that didn't, so you're doing that. Or I was once an entrepreneur and fucked it up and so we were scared, so now you don't do that. They live for their parents. They think it's good because everything's good because you're doing what your parents want, you feel like it's good. And then life keeps going. And then what starts happening is they start to resent their parents. Because now they're popping to their 50th birthday, their 60th birthday, their 65th birthday. They get a health scare and they're like, fuck. I'm not doing what I wanna be doing. My friends, until our society, and this country especially, redefines success in being happy, not being rich, everybody will continue to go down the path that we're seeing in our society of depression, anxiety, drugs. I believe it the most. Do I believe that there's people here that are lucky, that are talented and love something and they build a business that they actually love that process and it makes them a lot of wealth? Yes, I do. They're, I'm one of them. I genuinely love my shit. I love it the most. Thank God it also manifested in financial success. But if you watched my behavior, you would realize it's the chase. When and if the Jets win the Super Bowl before I buy them, I'm probably... When and if the Jets win the Super Bowl before I buy them, you're gonna see a video of like 61 year old me being, fuck, now I gotta buy the Knicks. (laughs) What I realized about me, about why do I love garage sailing? Why have I probably rolled up some people in this room's house to buy shit over the last 10 years? It's because I love the hunt. I wake up at five o'clock in the morning on a Saturday after working 90 hours a week because my hobby is to go to fucking Old Wick town-wide sale or fucking Metuchen's town-wide sale two times a year to go through people's trash and buy shit for a dollar that's worth seven, not because of the dollar and the seven, 
but because maybe, just maybe, this is the day that I roll up on somebody's house and find a rare 1947 Cracker Jack Green Lantern ring worth 80,000, and even the 80,000 doesn't mean shit. I get paid more to stand right here than that. I just want the fucking hunt. I want the fucking game. I want to be the greatest entrepreneur of all time. That's why I'm giving back so much to you because I don't think the greatest entrepreneur of all time is just the guy or gal that makes the most money. I think it's the one that brings the most value back to the system and makes a lot of money. You know, you could be awesome. You gotta make the money, you gotta win both. That's what I want for you. Do you know how fucking happy I was at 27 making $40,000 a year living in the villas on Springfield Avenue 20 minutes from here, fucking working 15 hours a day, seven fucking days a week, building a business that wasn't even mine? Happy as fuck. While my friends were flossing, rolling up to my store in their BMWs that they couldn't afford, clowning behind my back that I was carrying out their case of champagne, I was fucking plotting. I was in my process. I was 27, I was 32. You guys think I'm successful now? I'm 43, motherfucker. I haven't even fucking started. I'm being serious. I feel the same way right this second that I did 20 years ago in that store. I'm plotting, I'm processing, I'm enjoying my game. And if I overextend myself and the economy crashes harder than I thought and it all goes back to zero, I deserve it. I love this game so much, even if it comes to a situation where I have to pay the price of playing it wrong. When we lose an account, when somebody quits that I don't want to, when something investment goes to zero, I get secretly excited. Like you know those weird fucking movies where like there's that scene where like the person gets punched in the fucking mouth and you think they're gonna die and then they kind of go this way and then they come back and look at you <laughs> and like the blood's coming down and the shit and they're just looking at you and now they're like, oh now I'm fucking mad. <laughs> That's how I live my life. Every time something bad happens, I'm more happy than when something good happens. Do you know how much I hate where I'm at right now, where now I'm overrated, not underrated? Anything, if I announce tomorrow that I'm starting a candle company, 90% of people are like, he knows something. <laughs> I'm gonna buy some fucking candles too. <laughs> I'm fucking overrated now and I fucking hate it. I might move to China and get the fuck out. I like being underrated, I'm underrated. I was an immigrant, I didn't speak English. I fucking lost my whole life, that's why I'm winning now. My friends, this, my friends, this is a fucking game. You wanna fucking win in life? Fall in love with losing. Because most people here are scared of it. I love booing. You know who my favorite tennis player is? Novak Djokovic, you know why? And I know he's a great player, you know why? If you happen to watch Wimbledon this year, you know exactly why. That whole fucking stadium was rooting for Roger Federer. The whole place. And when that motherfucker beat him, he ate that grass, and what he was really saying was, fuck you. <laughs> I'm on some underdog shit while people are running around wearing LeBron and Steph Curry jerseys. Let me say it one more time for the kids in the back. I'm on some underdog shit while everybody else is wearing jerseys of winners to make them feel like a winner. Come on, Gary.
the number one unlock to happiness in this room is to go out there after this talk and get naked about your vulnerabilities, what you suck at, take a step back, go humble. This is about losing in humility at the forefront and nobody's talking about it. Every single other person talking is talking about fake it till you make it, winning at all costs, look the part before you are. It is that shit, my man. People out here fucking bullshit. There's people out here acting like they're entrepreneurs and their mommy and daddy are paying for the company. You ain't winning. You're fucking losing in a way that you can't imagine. Let me tell you about the world I'm living. I'm watching people out here trying to trick losers. I'm trying to win with winners. Let me explain. When your mom and dad are subsidizing your business but you're not telling anybody because you want to look like you're winning, you're losing because you're building insecurity. You're not winning. The only person you're tricking is other fucking losers. My friends, this is real talk. I'm coming here Jersey because I'm fucking from here and I want people to be happy. Please, please, and I mean this, especially up there, what's up? Please, 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 please do not confuse the last 15 minute rant with audacity or bravado or ego. Please just know that's my communication style and reread the words when you get back home. This is about love. I'm trying to get people to win. I'm watching real deep sadness and it's not because of social media. Social media is not making you sad. Your insecurity is making you sad. I love you back. And that's it. And that's it. And even winners overextend themselves raising too much capital to take it to the next step and then they get caught because even with the winning, they still haven't closed the insecurities. It's about insecurity. How did it get there? How did it get there? And I'm just trying to really put pressure on this conversation. I really am. Listen to me. I'm fucking mixing up Russian and English now. Listen to me. Fuck. Listen, my friends, I'm serious. This is super important to me. Like, you know, it's funny when I'm in a zone like this and I... It felt good all day, I knew this was gonna go well. When I'm in a zone like this, it's like, it's hard for me to get excited to give you the tactics. You know, it's hard for me to tell you like how to use Instagram stories, or why LinkedIn organic's on fire, or how you have to get over yourself and start a TikTok account. It's the only place that you could get to a half a million followers for free, quick, for no reason, on some luck shit by one viral video. It, it's hard for me to get going on that shit. It's hard for me to get you to understand that if you literally text every person in your phone right now and ask for help and have the humility and show that vulnerability, good shit can happen. It's hard for me to give you those things because you won't do them if you don't address the shit I started this talk with. And, and the reason I'm talking that, my man, is because I've been doing this for a minute. The reason I'm showing you guys videos of 2009, bad haircut, fat me, is because that dude was saying the same shit I'm saying right now. There was less eyes on me, but it's been the same shit. And it's always gonna be the same shit. There's no hack. There's no passive income. 
Let me say it one more time. There's no passive income. There's no system. There's no system that's gonna allow you, if you're making money, you gotta watch your money. What are you gonna lay on a beach and something's gonna be, t- a, a, an algorithm and system are gonna take care of it? Even fucking when people do real estate well, you think that's passive? Tell people that own real estate how passive it is when there's a fucking leak in the bathroom. <laughs> or when the maintenance man quits. Or where a tornado takes it out. The fuck are you guys talking about? There's no fucking white tape thing here with a marker that I can show you some system. Zero. There's no system. You want to build something? It's hard work and talent. Hard work and talent. And by the way, everybody's got talent. Some kind. Some talent manifests in bigger dollars than others, no doubt. But honestly, here's the unlock. Once you stop chasing, you know how many people are chasing cryptocurrency, cannabis, blockchain, because they think there's money there and have no idea what the fuck they're talking about? I do, because I talk to these fuckers every day. (laughs) You ask them one big, yo, I'm a blockchain expert. You ask them one question, they're fucking lost. Yo, I'm Gary Vee. I'm starting, that, I'm starting a CBD brand. I'm like, good bro, knock yourself out. <laughs> People just talking bullshit. Bullshit. Fuck. <laughs> Please take my energy here today because it's on rare form to get happy. Just get happy, yo. <laughs> fuck. Like, fuck. The biggest confusion in America in 2019 is that money is happiness. Biggest. And everybody, I know what's gonna happen, it's gonna post on YouTube and I'm gonna read the comments, I'll be like, yo, easy for him to say, I'm rich, but I'll cry in my Ferrari until you're crying in your Ferrari. You know how many fuckers I know that cry in their Ferrari? A lot, because I know a lot of rich people and they're sad as fuck. And when you have money and you're sad as fuck, real bad shit happens. Because that shit goes from cognac and weed to cocaine and guns in your fucking mouth. My friends, it is time, once and for all, to fucking cut the bullshit. We need to start talking about happiness. If you're making 37K a year in this room as a teacher, but you came here to figure out what business can get you to a million a year, but you fucking skip home whistling out of happiness because you're impacting young people's lives, then leave this fucking conference right now because you fucking won. You don't need anybody. I love you so much that I'm trying to figure out how to say something in some new way to get one of you, because you've heard this so goddamn much from me. We don't listen because we don't address the well. We're all making fancy sinks and wallpaper and decorating our homes, but it's our foundation. It's our foundation. It's our foundation. And that's why, and that's why I come here guns a-blazing. By the way, I think I should only talk in New Jersey. Right? Fuck it. I'm not sure I want to talk anywhere else but fucking New Jersey. I fucking love you guys. That's some real shit. 
I fucking love you guys on some real shit. On some real shit. Fuck. My friends, it's so easy out here. It's so fucking easy and nobody wants to go there because you're scared of judgment. Just listen, the amount of poison that is sitting in this room is unheard of. There's so much hurt in here and you're scared to put it out. You wanna really get happy? Go home after this, make an Instagram video and talk about your uncle abusing you, you stealing money one day, you selling drugs and somebody dying that you knew because of your drugs that you sold them, the fact that you stole, the fact that you did bad shit, get the poison out of your mouth. Our, our poison, if you murdered somebody, don't do it, you're going to jail. But, <laughs> but, for the most part, or just finally just making a video and being like, yo, I'm scared. Vulnerability is strength. Like, you know how many people in here know they're not an entrepreneur, but it says it in their bio? You know why? Because somehow the shit that I got made fun of in the 80s and 90s in this great state became the cool thing. My friends, who's over 42 in this room? Raise your hands. Tell these youngsters, tell these youngsters how not cool entrepreneurship was. It was if you didn't get good grades and went to a great school, that was it, unless you were an athlete or something. But it was, like, there was no selling stuff. But then fucking they made a movie and Justin Timberlake said, you know what's cooler than a million? A billion and everybody went off. That's what happened. And now every, and now the fucking, now the baby wants to hang out with me. You understand? This is crazy shit. This is crazy shit. The entrepreneur became the cool thing which immediately means every 13 year old on earth right now wants to be one. Because quickly at 13 you realize you have no flow and you don't run fast. So you can't, you know, what's great about rap and fucking sports is it's obvious. If I was one of those and somebody's like, people roll up on me all the time, Gary, I'm an entrepreneur. I can't be like, show me. But if somebody's like, yo, Gary, I'm a rapper, I'm like, go. Yo, Gary, I'm a basketball player, I'm like, show me. The reason this entrepreneur thing is so scary is you can hide. You can hide. And what I know is that there's a lot of people in this room who are number threes, who are number sevens, who are number thirteens, and could be happy. Let me tell you about entrepreneurship. If you don't have the stomach for that shit, it will eat you up. It will eat you up. To be a great, great entrepreneur, you actually can't hear anything. Because the second you hear something, you won't take the risks or make the jumps or the moves to actually go. Do you know how many people are gonna go out of business in the next two or three years because they don't have the humility to show people that they're actually failing currently so they'd rather completely go out of business on some hope shit? It's real out here. It's real out here. It's time. We, listen, every time I hit the stage, knowing it's being recorded, I'm like, is this gonna be, listen, I've never had really, outside my first one, really, I've never really had a talk go super duper 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 viral. I've never had a talk get 100 million views. You know, and every time I go out here, I'm like, is this gonna be the one? Yeah. You know? 
And not because I give a fuck about 100 million views, fuck 100 million views. Because I want this conversation to go. As a matter of fact, if all of you promised me to take this conversation and make your own version of the conversation so that the collective gets to 100 million and I get a view, a single view, I'm good. I'm gonna get everything by myself like I always have. What I want is what I know is happening in this room right now, which is this is real. This is the actual conversation. And every fucking person in here knows it. Not everybody loves it. Because you know, like if you gotta start thinking about your actual vulnerabilities, you know how much we hate being honest with ourselves? We love tricking ourselves. It feels better. It's not fun to say you suck. Especially when you put something on a pedestal. We've put entrepreneurship on a pedestal and now everybody wants to be good at it. I get it. It's just hard. Like, real hard. Like, really hard. <laughs> Guys, night. let me remind you something. How many people here have a business? If you're not annihilating it right now, you suck. <laughs> this is the easiest time in the history of America to be successful at business. For everybody that just raised their hand that isn't annihilating it, you suck. That's not fun for me to say. I just really wanna make sure, there's a lot of youngsters in here, a lot of first timers, even if you're 50. This is the easiest. The economy's been cruising for a decade. There's so much money in the system. Of course there's things. It's easier for white males to get funded. I understand all that. I've never gotten funding. You can start from zero. Many people start from zero. If you're not, let me say this super crystal clear. If you're not crushing it right now in your business, it is highly likely that you're not good at it. You might have just started last week, so like, you know, you haven't had enough time. On some real shit, because I know hands are not gonna wanna go up as much right now. (laughs) How many people here have been doing their business for three years? Raise your hands, raise them high, own it. Telling you, if it's not crushing, you got a problem. And that's okay. There's a, I have friends in Silicon, like in 2006, that. I was like, you know, this is when I was coming up and I was like, I don't think you're good. Shut down their company and became the seventh employee at Tumblr and made fucking $12 million. This is self-awareness. This is self-awareness. You have to be honest with yourself because if you're incapable of that, you have no prayer of happiness. And being honest with yourself is hard. Being your biggest critic, do you know how delusional Do you know how hard, like, my friends, we are so good at casting judgment on everybody else. We're unstoppable at that. Keyboard warriors on Twitter, (laughs) everyone. We're not doing that to ourselves. Now, do not confuse that with you're grinding and the company hasn't turned yet and now you're gonna bail too soon. Everything is about balance. Here's my bigger question. If you're in year six of your company after this little rant, and it's not crushing, but you're happy as fuck, you won. Take a step back with me and listen to the last 13 minutes and let's talk about it one more time. I come out, we talk about the pressure on you should be succeeding because it's easy. You're not, 
You're three years in, you're not. Now you're feeling like, oh fuck, fuck Gary Vee, you know? <laughs> but then the twist at the end. If you fucking love it, let's go. Let me tell you why I'm scared and what I wanna push into the system right now. I believe the following. I believe that there's a lot of people here whose business is unsuccessful because they're aiming to make it a $10 million business and they don't have it in them. Had they taken a step back and instead of doing a business around real estate investing or cannabis or CBD or social or a t-shirt brand or whatever the fuck, if they took a step back and said, okay, because everybody comes in hot. Every kid that starts a t-shirt brand rolls into my office or my DM and is like, yo, I'm about to build the next Supreme. I'm like, no, you're not. <laughs> Anybody who's gonna build the next Supreme doesn't tell somebody they're building the next Supreme. They tell themselves. But if you took a step back and actually said, what do I fucking like? Like, what do you like? Like, what are you about? What are your interests? What do, you, what do you like? How do you take a step back and focus on what you like and then build a practical business around that? I so believe in that shit. Now, that business might be 84,000 a year. If you like Smurfs and you start a fucking Smurf podcast and sell Smurf hoodies, I do not believe that business is gonna do 8.3 million a year. My question is, which one's better? Is it better to be happy, hit on a number, and live within those means? Or is it better to listen to macro trends, shit that you don't want, chase the money, and make yourself vulnerable and unhappy? That's the debate. And by the way, there's a lot of people who have the great fortune of loving something that allows them to make dollars. There's a lot of people who just love the process of business. I'm one of them. I can love anything. Nothing, whether it's garage sale, or selling services, or wine. If my dad had a tire store, I would have built the biggest fucking tire store in the world. Some people just like that, and that's fine too, but honestly, this is one enormous game of self-awareness. Enormous, around really getting into your skills. The skills can be taught. My friends, Google and YouTube will teach you everything. What do you wanna know? Google and YouTube will teach it to you. Do you want the tactics? Google and YouTube will teach it to you. You want to build a website with a funnel that creates a subscription business? Free. Google YouTube. Google YouTube. This is not about Google YouTube. This is not about the tactics. This is about the structure, the strategy, the self-awareness, the mindset, and really taking this conversation deeper to really know what you're about and how you got here. <laughs> to change up your shit, you have to do new shit. There's so many people here on year 20 of trying to figure it out to get there, but they've been doing the same thing in different ways. Just listening to a different voice, a different ebook, a different seminar, but doing the same hustle with a different disguise. You want new shit, you gotta do new shit. You gotta try something different. I'm proposing an alternative to the masses of what I see out there. Patience, you know why I push it? You can't build anything meaningful in a fucking year. Every, that's why people buy lottery tickets. It's not gonna work. 
You're welcome. I'm done, let's do Q&A. Thank you. I think we're doing Q&A right there and I think there's, it's your line, is there another line? I don't know. On the other side. Okay, let's start over here. Are we doing double mics? I think. This works, this works. We can do it cool. here. All right, let's get right into it. Now we get into the good part. I got, I Go ahead, my man. Hey Gary, uh, so my partner and I scaled our business What's from that, zero to, my partner scaled our business, my partner and I, from zero to 350 in the first 10 months. 350. Okay, sorry. And oh, then we're no projected problem. five months. I mean, I was getting excited. Sure. <laughs> um, and then from in the first six months? Ten months. Ten months so right doing now. what? Sell, doing what? Apparel. Apparel. And so it's, I can't really say the most legitimate thing, and we need to have someone to acquire it. Now we've had someone offer it. Uh, the thing is, though, they want us to be a consultant, like a marketing consultant, social media consultant, just a consultant for the whole business, for everything. And we're trying to figure out how the fuck we like leverage our assets, like our Facebook pixel, and just our knowledge because we're both really green into the into the market still why, why do you want to sell it because we need like a lot of licensing and a lot i of see stuff. you yeah. don't feel strong about how you have it like <laughs> yeah. if it gets too big it actually goes to zero Ex yeah basically so then sell it yeah and so why overthink the, the other we're variables gonna be, we're going to be in their team as well so we're going to help them run the business yep. and then we're going to help in other businesses Besides the whole logistics with the business, we're going to sell it for the mentorship and just to learn. Because I understand, because you're young. Game. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so. Uh, but then how do we le leverage like being a consultant? Because there's really no mathematical number there to like determine how you're much. You're not leveraging the consultancy. You're le not leveraging, that's a bad word. I'm how sorry. do you maximize it? Yes. Ask for more money. Okay. Like literally, no joke, and I, now I understand what you're saying. So you're trying to figure out, you know, there's a multiple against the 350, and then you're trying to figure out, well, how much should we get for the consulting? Yes. Over the two-year period, the three-year period, or whatever the contract states? Exactly. This is for everybody. Always ask for the craziest number that you think is possible. Okay. Now, I don't think you should ask for 10 million a year. That doesn't make logical sense. Whatever number you have in your mind per year, double it. Okay. That. All right. Good. Thank you. You're welcome. Mike? Yep. Go ahead. Go ahead. What was your first business? My first business was 20 minutes from here on Tingley Lane in, New in Edison, New Jersey. I was, I was just turned six and I would go to people's yards and I would rip their flowers out of their yard <laughs> and I would ring their doorbell and I would sell it back to them. <laughs> now, Michael. Couple things, because I have to shoot it straight up here, I'm not necessarily proud of that. And when you look cute, like you do now and I did then, you can get away with that shit, but that shit goes away quick. That's like a crime. So make sure you don't fuck up, okay bro? What's up buddy? Good to see you. So um, before I say anything, you see that number on his hoodie? Um, that changed my life. Um, so oh, I right. highly suggest that all of you text that number right fucking now uh, because I'm interning for Gary next summer and because literally my last week of my internship last summer, I texted him, hey, can I intern for you? And he said, sure, email DRock. Access, access. That number right there is access. So sure. I just want to start off with that.
And um, I actually did have a question, because I, I know we had like a seven minute conversation before. Um, so in terms of, like with, with everything, with the Relay for Life and everything, I was passing it off to my roommate there, Brian. Yep. And it's, this is a little higher level stuff that like you'll definitely understand. Passing something off that's your baby. Is devastating. It's, it's, it shook my whole structure and Can everything. I give you a very easy answer because I want to get to a lot of them? When you pass something, you've made the decision to not be in control. The end. Podcast is uh, people who make things happen at official Nander on Instagram. <laughs> Thank you. What he's, what he's referring to is like when I left Wine Library, it was really hard for me to watch what my dad did with it. That's real. But I left. Once you give up the wheel, you don't get to pass judgment and people struggle with that. If you want to control it, get back in the fucking seat. Hi. Oh, okay. Hi, Gary. Hi. Um, also, immigrant from Belarus. Awesome. I uh, came here nine years ago. Um, just like a little backstory with nothing, not knowing anybody. I uh, didn't speak English, like no papers, none of that. Yep. So because of that, in the meantime, I tried a hundred things possible yes. to hustle and survive. Of course. Fell in love with some, loved some of them and hated the least. But inevitably, even things that I loved the most, I kind of lost interest. So for me, it's like... Because you didn't love them. I did. Though. No, you didn't. <laughs> you hooked up with them. <laughs> Honestly, it's really cool. Like, I'm glad we're having this combo. You think you loved them, but you didn't. You liked them for a period of time. You never stop the thing you love, I promise you. What I'm doing right this second, I will do to my last breath. What if I don't have something like that and I already tried, like, I think everything I possible Aren't, under... You're smart enough to know you have not tried everything possible that you ever... Thank you. <laughs> hey, Gary, thanks. Um, I'm 42 years old. When I was in 10th grade, I wanted to be a barber more than anything. Mm. Everyone told me it wasn't gonna be a thing. I went to school, my mom signed me up. She then enrolled with me, really <laughs> embarrassing. The newspaper came in and asked me, what do you wanna do? I said there were no barber schools in town, I had to go to cosmetology and cut women's hair, yep. which helped me a lot in my I'm career. Sure. And um, they asked me what I wanted to do. And I said, one day I wanna open up a school. I've been doing everything that I've said I was gonna do since I was in 10th grade. I wanted to be a singer first, but I fell in love with hair and creativity. I'm the only owner of the most successful barber school in Philadelphia. I love it. I don't say that in arrogance. I get it. I started with $300 for my first barber shop. I get it. I know the grind, I know yep. the mud, I know the dirt. Yep. I do a live feed every Tuesday, 9.30 a.m. I only have 58,000 followers. I get 200-something That's about 58,000 more than most people. Oh, absolutely. I, I understand. I'm saying I get 200 views of watching my live content every Tuesday. Love it. I haven't been able to grow Instagram and get past that, but not just Instagram. My business for my school, Yep. 90-10, less than 90% of my income comes from government funding. 10% or more has to come from cash business or whatever, self-pay, military aid, whatever. 
I want to flip it and get from 10 to 90 and not have to rely on the government. Because if the government yes. says that my You're students vulnerable. can't come You're to vulnerable. school, I want to get out of vulnerability. So don't. So let's go. Meaning that's, less. That's, that's what I'd like to do. So my question is, yes. how do I get to that point? Because I've been putting in the work. We put out content every single day. On do you run ads? Absolutely. How much? Absolutely. I mean, every day we're putting stuff out. Every ask, single day. How much? What do you say? How much? What is? What do you mean? <laughs> oh, money. Um, we do um, five thousand dollars. Five thousand dollars on Facebook ads a month. Okay, but we're doing Instagram push push ads. I don't know the exact no, number. No stories. Absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. Swipe up all that. How's My it page, doing? It's doing well. I'm getting a lot of engagement. I'm getting a lot of engagement, and we're getting enrollments without paying for ads like when I'm talking about ads I'm talking you're talking about, about scaling and uh -huh. that's where we're, well, I'm playing with you on this you need to make if you're spending five thousand dollars a month you need to make the CAC and the LTV work CAC customer acquisition cost okay LTV lifetime value okay you want to get off the way you do is actually build a humongous business the way you do that is you find a channel in the world direct mail Mm -hmm. commercials, print ads, then Google AdWords, then email, right. then social, and right? You find a place where, if you're putting 5,000 into the system, my question is how much enroll enrollment from Facebook? So we Facebook get about eight to 10 students um, um, enrollment per month. We already have 12 on the list and a waiting list right now okay. without doing Google ads and an amazing website, just from social. Okay. Just from social, that's it. So that's $17,000 per student to go to our program. And how much profit do you make against that? So we're, we're, we're not in the red anymore. I mean, currently my business is worth 2.5, somewhere close to that the last time I checked. You mean by multiple of top line revenue? I mean, we're, it, we're not in the red. We're green. We're doing well. But what? I'm afraid that if we lose government aid, that could affect our business tremendously. No, it will. And we're changing people's lives. That's the thing. I'm creating so much value. You have to run ads against your profit to convert better return on the ad spent. Okay. I also think you need to go heavy organic TikTok. Okay. <laughs> I mean it. I, I got you. I, you know, everyone's going to regret. This is the fucking same show I've been living my whole life. Less. Did this about YouTube and Instagram, whatever. TikTok. TikTok. Got it. All right. I got one more thing. Yes. I want to come on the show, and if you say no, it's okay. No. I, I get it. No. G I'm going to do the GSX. Okay. I'm going to do the GSX. It's expensive as fuck. I, I got you. I'm going to look okay. at it. Uh, however, don't do it. Don't do it. I don't like where your economics it's okay. are. Don't do it. Here's what I'm saying. I want to know how and when. If, if no's the answer today. Keep asking different ways. You got it. Thank yeah. you. Hey, Gary V. Um, my name is Bobby Jones, and uh, my question, I'm going to try to make it quick, but it's got a little bit of a backstory. So, grew up foster care, got into a ton of trouble as soon as I was old enough to. <laughs> I actually went to jail and uh, numerous times. My daughter was born while I was in there, and I got to a point where I was almost going to do life in prison. I got miraculously saved, came home, busted my ass, got a 9 to 5. Um, as soon as the 9 to 5 ceiling like, kind of presented itself, I started my own business. Uh, my business has grown 49% over the last three years. And uh, I've gotten to a point where it pretty much runs itself and I've gotten a lot of my time back. I'm really happy with where it is and I've been able to do a lot with uh, youth justice, at-risk youth, going back and speaking to detention centers and different schools and alternative programs. Good. And thank you. thank you. And I really, really love doing that. And I get a ton of feedback and I've been asked to do more and more. Go ahead. But I'm, my question is, at what point, because I could probably keep with my business and grow it to 10 million and really have a better platform to explore that more, but I don't 
love it the way that I love doing these discussions and speaking and helping. Push hard from both sides. Where's it at right now? It's at three million. Great. How I hear it, if I was like your brother, I'd be like, yo bro, okay, so three to 10 is full pot committed and here's the talking. Let's take it from three to six and do both. Yes, sir. The answer to so many questions is both. Yeah. You just and gotta cut out dumb shit. I'm also doing some real estate investing in another business as well, so it's gonna get to that point. All right, thank you, man. You got it, brother. Hey, Gary. How are you? I'm great, how are you? I'm well. My dad's name was Gary, he passed last year, so. I'm sorry to hear that. Love you bring thank you. that thank love. You. My name is Drew Berman from drewberman.com, and uh, my book just came out, proud of it. It's called, you, thanks so much, thank you. Um, so it's called, it's called You Can Have It All, and I studied marketing in college, and I ended up picking the profession network marketing. So I've been in network marketing for 17 years, and okay. I never dabbled with it, I never took it part-time, and I ended up making a career out of it. Okay. But your talk was pretty powerful because there's a lot of people who wear a network marketing hat and don't even have a clue about networking or marketing <laughs> or network marketing or what it means to own a business, and it tends to be a fall in your lap type of business. People fall into it because they find a product that they like or they find a friend that introduces them. And a lot of people, a lot, thousands, Gary, hundreds of thousands are clueless. Okay, so, so the what's book the question? Teaches, the book teaches people how to do it right. Understood, and that's a commercial, what's the question? The, the, the question is, it's an industry that's completely on its vertical upswing. Okay. And I feel this can help a lot of people. So I'm building platforms on all of the platforms and I get, you know, whatever. You're mentioning TikTok. If you were doing that, if you were gonna launch to that particular industry, yep. how would you brand yourself? How would you brand a brand new book? I, I think it's all about communicating contextual to the platform. So the way I think about branding is communicating, telling your truth, but then respecting the algorithms and the features and the mindset of the people consuming it on the other side. Everybody here is actually a different person when they're in their Instagram feed versus when they're in their Pinterest board versus when they're on LinkedIn. This is a mindset, context content game, not just a content and blast to all platforms. That's what I would do. Can I gift you my Of course, book? happy to do it. Let's go. Hi. Um, first, I want to say, oh, thank you. You're the shit. That's, <laughs> I'm, I binge watch you before I go to sleep, so I am all up in your face before I go to bed. <laughs> uh, my name is Meg. Um, I started my business, Curly Hair Alchemist. Love it. I just went digital, so I have a salon. Okay. I've been open. I've had a brick and mortar for a year, but okay. I've been open under myself for three years. Okay. I do about 1,600 services a year. So that means I touch 1,600 people's heads. Yes. Um, I'm the top stylist. I plan on hiring people next year. I don't know how to do that. I'll figure it out. Can I give you a quick one on that? Please. Don't overthink it. Um, yeah. Tell them the truth. Yes. And when they don't deliver on the truth, fire them. Okay. People struggle with scaling shit like you're doing. Just people overthink it. Yeah. And they have ego that I'm the only one that does it best and that nobody's ever good enough. Go within humility, tell them the truth. Gotcha. And then if they don't deliver on it, fire. I've watched so many people that are great at their craft never build a business because of ego that they like feeling that they're better at this thing than yes. anybody than actually scaling a business. Okay. 
Got you. Go ahead. I just went digital. Okay. Um, I'm launching my online course okay. on November 1st okay. called uh, Curls Hold Magic Blueprint. Okay. I pre-sold for $77.33. I have 49 members in my program. Okay. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. That's bad. So, <laughs> so what's happening is what I'm, I have a plan on how to, how to engage. I feel like what I do behind the chair is very valuable. Okay. I touch people's hearts. I yep. send them home. They feel beautiful. Love it. Right? How can I do that digitally and piggybacking off that? By, how do, by how, talking to them. Yes. I, right. But I mean. No, no. No, I understand. No, I'm very vulnerable on camera no, no. with them. What do you well, mean? then write. Right. Don't go on camera. Just write it? Yeah. Oh, I'm, a, I'm bad at writing. <laughs> okay. Stick with me. Okay. Then record the memo and send it to them. Okay. You're a communicator. Oh, so my mouth, yeah. Well, if, yeah. You're, if you get, if some people freeze when the camera is the addition, however, you have gift of gab in just audio, gotcha. so just do a memo and blast it to them. Got gotcha. you. Okay. It's about communication. All right. Um, because I'm not behind the chair, I feel insecure about being digital. Record, record the when memo I'm, when, I'm when you're behind the chair. the chair. Yeah, that's just keep constant, right? All right, I'll get back to you. Okay. Thank you. Hi. Hi. Hi, I just wanted to say thank you for your honesty and transparency, but um, I'm from Charlottesville, Virginia, okay. and I became a brand ambassador for a nonprofit called Souls for Souls. They okay. focused on wearing out poverty by re redistributing shoes. Okay. So three months ago, I launched a shoe drive. I'm collecting 25,000 pairs. Okay. I'm at about 2,500, and I just wanted to see if you'd be willing to ask K-Swiss if they could donate. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> you got it, Daniel? Just email me right now at Gary at VaynerMedia and say I'm the lady that, from Virginia that asked for the K-Swiss stuff. Thank you. I will hook it up. How you doing, Gary? And by the way, if they don't, I will. Hi, Gary. Just want to say thank you personally. Thank you. Um, just to tell you very quickly, um, a lot of people would consider what I do daily for a career uh, successful on paper. And you have fully convinced me to do what I'm passionate about and do what I love. And I'm officially making this my last year doing that to move towards what I want. So thank you for that. Um, and listen, listen, this is such an important part of this conversation because I'm scared shitless of people quitting shit. Oh, I'm quitting. I'm quitting. Going, going on some fantasy journey and then I'm the fucker that fucked them up. So let me go real quick with this. Here's why I'm passionate about it. You're so young that you're not gonna have to live with regret that you didn't try because when and if you fail at whatever you're about to do, you can always go back to this. You can always go back to the thing you don't love. So my question is, my team and I have been forming a uh, finance consultancy for solar dealers and okay. we're currently based out of Pennsylvania. Okay. Um, what we intend to do is try to glow this to a national scale eventually. Okay. And um, right now my question is, is do I start uh, engaging with clients in a smaller market like yes. Pennsylvania or move to a bigger uh, market like California? Do you want to move to California? I would move anywhere to make this happen. Do you think it's too competitive in California? 
uh, based on what the market is for what we're providing to as uh, our services, no. Then you should go to California. Done. Thank you. Two more minutes. Two more minutes. Hi, Gary. How are you? I'm good. I want to say I've been DMing you since February 2017. Jeez. And I, and I suck, but I've been grinding. Well, I've been Respect. So, um, and your shoes are fly as fuck. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. So I'm a 52-year-old mother of four, and I, I have a luxury clothing brand called Harks 4, and that's H-A-R-X-4. Okay. And I recently just did last season of Project Runway. Wow. And thank you. And now I'm at a point where I'm rebranding because I lost a whole lot of money. Why? And I don't have any money. Why'd you lose it? I was doing things. Dumb shit. I was, I was putting the cart before the horse. I'm doing New York Fashion Week and I can't even produce a product. Impatience, girl. Exactly. So now all, everyone talks about content. Yep. So I'm trying to determine, do, do I tell a story yep. or do I build mediocre content, meaning editorial content? Why is, it have, Why is it mediocre? Because I have a luxury brand and I can't compete with the people that I'm on the racks with next to in Saks if I don't have a product Why? That's Why do you assume that the content has to be high production value to be considered quality? Because what I see in magazines and in newspapers that people making money. Stop, you're looking backwards. You're looking backwards. You know this. Do you think a 52-year-old woman would look as fly as you 20 years ago? <laughs> no. Correct. Stick with me. Right. We've all changed, right? The gentleman, the barber, 42, I'm looking at him. Like, for everybody over 40, right? All of us, we know, you know exactly where I'm taking this. The youthification. Millionaires did not look like this 20 years ago. Right. I'd have a dumbass suit. 42, 50, look at you. You look 18. <laughs> No, no, I'm trying to make a point here. Right. I'm telling you right now, that high glossy fucking photo shoot that you can't afford to be in fucking Vogue doesn't work the same way anymore. Just like 50, do you understand what I'm saying? Yes, yes, yes. So stop making judgment on the past and start being practical of what you can do instead of dwelling on what you can't do. Okay, we'll do. And Thank you. And look at look for my DMs. I will H -A -R -X -4. look for it. I will look for it. Hi. All right, last one. I'm sorry. Hi. Go ahead. I'm so um, sorry. I know. I'm the worst. I fuck, bro. What do you want? <laughs> I got a charity event. I gotta go to. You don't like charity? Let's go. <laughs> go ahead. My name is Jennifer Perry. I'm the hey, CEO Jennifer. of SacredSeedsForYou.com, a natural skincare company. Though I had been doing it on the side for 20 years, I was I. I left my job. I lost three friends back to back to back. Ed Woods died. Ed Woods died four days later. <sighs> Combat Jack, Reggio say, two weeks later, another friend. So I went to my job and I quit. I didn't have the nest egg. I didn't have it prepared. Yep. I, it was the whole. Yo, everybody leaving. I love you. See ya. It was the whole leap in the net will appear. Yep. But that puts me in a position where I, I, I'm burning the candle at a lot of, of ends. Of course. I'm a solopreneur. Of course. I just had a Reiki person talk to me and she knew about the chest pains that I, get I was it. having. So I don't want the burnout, but okay. there's a lot that I want to do, a lot that I'm trying to reach. And with the natural skincare baskets, I get I've it. donated to like homeless shelters, victims of domestic violence. So what's violence. the question? So how can I avoid the burnout? And then how can I have you 
help me <laughs> donate to more people, to the homeless, to the people in the inner city, to get Ed Wood's book out, to I, get the look, product out. I don't want to bullshit you and make promises I can't deliver, so right. I don't know. You'll have to send me an email to Gary VaynerMedia. i got to understand what the fuck you're actually asking for and talking about. As far as burning from both sides, you can readjust. People burn out because they need something to happen faster. Put yourself in a position to let it happen slower. Okay. You've got to think about your expenses. You got to think, you, there's only two things. Either you can't afford to keep doing it or you want it to get big too fast. Okay. Got it? Mm -hmm. Look at both. The one that you can't afford, you got to change your expenses. Whatever that may be, home, travel, the cost of goods. Or if you want it too fast, you have to flip your framework and realize that you're still young and can get to it. You got fucking 40 years to actually do it, not four months, even though we've lived a little. You understand? Yeah, it's just the fragility is life when you keep burying people like that, you know? But you can't boil the ocean. Everybody out here is trying to change, everybody here is trying to change the world. Change yourself first. Thanks guys for listening. Please, please, please share the podcast and make sure you've subscribed because a bunch of you aren't subscribed and more importantly, a bunch of you listen every day and haven't told your friends it's the best podcast in the world. I'm watching. <laughs> Have a great day.